Yo, what is up guys? Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. So I'm honestly uber stoked today because it's a little bit of a different episode, but it's one that I think a lot of us are going to need, including myself. Um, I actually have a beautiful human here with me. Um, she was a client of mine for what, almost a year. Um, so Miss Katarina Lee, what is up girl? Talk to Hi. You. Welcome. I'm so, so happy to be here. Yeah. So, so guys, Kat has such a different story and I'm honestly so stoked for her to share it with you guys. Um, so Kat, tell us a little bit about who you are, how you got here, why you started with me, how we're at this point. <laughs> All of the things. Yeah. My story is definitely not traditional. Uh, it's really painful for, I mean, a lot of people involved, but I think a lot of people can relate as well. Um, I first came to Kendall to work with her because um, I've had three uh, 10 pound kiddos and that last one, I could not get the weight off. I was doing all the right things and I was so frustrated and I'm like, screw it. I'm going to hire this gorgeous person on Instagram. We're going to reach out to her. And I jumped in terrified. Um, and just from there is when my, um, my, my, just, oh, my itch, I call it my itch, my desire to learn kind of festered with the fitness community. And that's when I'd always pick your brain. And eventually I came into this being a coach myself. And it was just oh, like all the things like I, I can't even that whole part of my life is just so crazy to me. Um, but so what we discovered together, and I know a lot of women struggle with this is when you guys do you, you do all the right things, and you're still not losing the weight. You're like, what's going on? Um, you hyper-focus on it, which stresses you out and gets your anxiety going, which makes losing weight even harder, right? Um, <laughs> so we got tested and we did all the things. Uh, we discovered autoimmune issues, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is um, hypothyroidism. And eventually we realized the whole lupus thing as well. So that's fun. But even through that, we never, put my, we never put me on medication. We just did lifestyle thing. I'm huge into functional medicine, as in let's look at our body as a whole and find the root cause. Let's not just cover up symptoms with medications. Yep. Because who wants, yeah, let's not be covering up those symptoms. If your body is talking to you and telling you there's something wrong, you need to listen. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like we went back and forth like every day. Okay, what'd you eat today? How did it affect you? Yeah. It was good strategy. Yeah. yeah, it got to a point where I was literally like everything was triggering my my issues. Like I couldn't eat anything. No chicken, no meat, no this, no that. I was getting to the point where I was drinking bone broth and still puking it up or having digestive issues and oh, it's so bad. And now looking back on it, it's like you don't know what you don't know, right? It's unconscious incompetence is what I call it. Um Looking back on it, it was just realizing it was so much anxiety and depression. And um, a lot of, I know moms can really relate to that. Um, being a stay-at-home mom for six, almost seven years, it's really easy to lose yourself. Um, you put all of your heart and soul. And gosh, I, I don't need people signing in my DMs telling me, how dare you talk about, I'm not saying being a stay-at-home mom is bad. I love every freaking second of it. Those little munchkins drive me nuts and I love them to death. Um, but every mom out there can really resonate with the fact that you just lose yourself. It's so easy to get shut in and isolated um, and you lose who you are and your truth and um, anxiety can fester and postpartum depression can fester. And then you start to question your own intuition and who you are. And I think in society nowadays, um, 
actually society always, women have always been told to question their curiosity and to question if, if you're strong willed and have opinions are considered bitchy for lack of a better term. Yeah. <laughs> um, and something I had to do um, when I had a big life change and small identity crisis that happened. It's been going on for a while, but the big changes happened about six months ago and Kendall's been with me on this ride the entire time is uh, I came out gay um, to, and I've been married. Well, I'm now divorced as of two weeks ago. Um, happens very quickly in Florida. Um, but I came out to my husband um, as bisexual years ago, and he's my best friend. I met him in ninth grade. We've been together. He's, he was always the person that I never thought we would ever get divorced. We'd ever leave. We were just so good together. Um, but there's always been this thing, right? And uh, the truth, your truth will be insistent and persistent. You'll keep coming back. Uh, and it's something that um, we really, we struggled with. There's so many details that we're not gonna get into about that because that will go for hours. That could be a whole nother podcast. But when I started to struggle with my own insecurities and my own um, self-doubt, I really had to start digging into that and starting, I reached out for help because you can only live one truth at a time. My truth was being a stay-at-home mom, fitness person, nutrition person, food is my thing, got a cookbook coming out, it's gonna be so fun. Uh, but I, this truth just kept coming back and I started to have to shift and wanting to live my true truth. And in the end, we decided that separating was gonna be the best for our family and for him. Him and I are so close. We live a mile apart from each other. We co-parent the crap out of our three massive children. Um, but that truth is something that when I, I, everybody who comes to me and talks to me about coming out of it later in life, um, again, if you are ever having issues questioning once, okay, one, sexuality is fluid. It will change. A lot of things people come to me, they're like, how do you know? How do you know if you're gay or not? How, will I always be gay? Boo-boo, no, probably not. Like, it'll change. You might be pansexual. You might be non-binary at some point. You might be all of the things. But something you need to always know, and I'm talking to every single person out there, is you're not alone. Um, I found a massive community of 200,000-plus women who came out later in life. And um, it's called, and one of the things is called, you know, compulsive heterosexuality. It's, we've been, you know, as kids, we're like, hey, your fairy tale ending is a prince and a princess. It's this and that. It's a man and a woman. You were told what you should want um, and what you should work for. You need to go to school. You need to get a degree. You need to get a business job. Then when you have babies, you sit down, you be a stay-at-home mom. That's what you need to do. And if you try to drive from that norm, People will criticize you for it. I get, I mean, people are going to criticize you no matter what you do. Can't tell you the mom groups. Those, those women are bitches. <laughs> I can imagine. They will get you. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. But that compulsive heterosexuality, people are always, people question you. They, another thing I want to tell every woman, man, um, everything in between, everybody out there, I want you to know that people are asking you. How do you know you're gay? It's just a phase, all these things. One, you need to step back and be like, how freaking dare you? How disrespectful is it to somebody to come up to you and tell you who or what you should want or desire? The hardest thing, I swear, the hardest thing is to figure out what you want. 
and decipher if it's if it's actually what you want and desire or if it's been embedded and you've been told in your brain like what you should want and desire yeah I remember that was yeah just to kind of jump in it was like for the for the longest time right like we were dealing with a lot of these issues which we'll get into like regarding your body and then you know we just talked about this prior to the hopping on this podcast is what it actually was on the back end right but you know it was crazy too. Cause I remember you confided in me. I was like one of the first people that you had opened up to. And I was like, honestly, super grateful. And I honored the fact that like you trusted me enough to. And I remember you telling me about like all of these like confined boxes that you were like, quote unquote, supposed to be put into. And for you, babe, like in terms of like overcoming that too, because I'm sure there are other people out there, you know, in even maybe it's a sexuality like thing. Maybe it's any other should like kind of should be situation, whether it's, you know, schooling, anything else like for you in terms of like your mindset, I know, obviously I was here to tell you like be a hundred percent that bitch, but like for everyone else and everything for you, like blocking out the noise and like focusing on yourself, like what does that take for you? That really took me, um, that's a great question, actually. That took me getting out of the house. Um, I was living, I mean, of course, this whole thing happened, um, this identity crisis, all this crazy stuff, all happened right when the pandemic hit and quarantine started. So I ended up, um, I moved into my own room in the house. Um, We were trying to make it work. It was still just like, um, I was isolated. And I always say, and I, you know, I, I'm sure I did that to myself. Um, the truth loves momentum. It's going to keep being persistent, but so does shame and shame and truth like to stick together for a while and shame only thrives in isolation. So if you isolate yourself, which I know I did with like you, with everybody, people I was supposed to be checking in with all the time, I'd end up shutting my phone off and it, it stemmed this massive self-hate. I hated myself. Like, how dare I be gay? How dare I? What does this mean for my family and my kids? Like, how freaking dare I? And I hated myself. And I ended up, um, when I was able to kind of get back to me, and I moved out, I got back into old hobbies that I did when I was younger, um, did exercises, um, and worked on trusting myself and my intuition, because I've always had this really deep-rooted gut and it always is right every time but when I don't listen to it is when it kicks me in the rear end um, but the mantra I, I I did for myself was I didn't do this I discovered it and um, whew, that's why I didn't put any eyeliner on on the underneath because I'm an emotional girl but um, it was between that and you know um, being diagnosed with PTSD and um, a generalized severe anxiety disorder, um, just becoming more self-aware. Um, but yeah, the only way I can really tell people is just to separate yourself from all the toxicity, which is a hard thing to even identify because sometimes that toxic thing in your life is the most familiar thing you have. And we're human beings and we want to attach to the familiarity of all these things and being alone is scary. But um, surrounding yourself with those peoples and those communities, um, you were, like I said before, like, you're not alone. There's people out there. Oh, my gosh. I had, when I came out on Instagram, I, that was my, <laughs> my badass bitch day, I had ex-boyfriends' wives messaging me, like, random strangers just messaging me, saying how freaking proud they are of me. Um, don't get me wrong. I had those people sliding into my DMs. 
calling me self-centered and selfish and how dare I like you had a you have a family and you have all these obligations like you're not allowed to have wants needs desires or boundaries and it's like mm -mm. suck it Karen absolutely not yeah it's literally people telling you like hey don't be yourself be something fake it's like it's kind of like a crazy concept too, Kat, because when you think about it, we're always like told like, oh, be real, be fake, be gen or like, don't be fake, be genuine. And then it's like, you're literally asking me to live a life that I don't want to live, you know? And I know for you, that probably created a lot of like, even furthering of like the question of your identity, I'm sure. I mean, obviously I'm not in your shoes, but I can imagine like getting those kind of like hate comments and stuff. And it's so crazy because like, for some reason, it's like the two hate comments outweigh like the 200 amazing comments, right? So for you with like your mindset and things of that nature, I mean, I know obviously your goal is surrounding yourself with people who are like believing in you, but there's always, of course, those people who you can't get rid of in your life, like your loved ones, right? Um, with the connection between that, babe, I mean, what for you mindset wise, I know this is kind of similar to the last question, but what like made you continue to be persistent in just figuring out who you wanted to be? Um, well, the truth was really persistent. Um, something I, an exercise I did. So when I, cause th don't get me wrong. We, we definitely, I definitely tried. We tried really hard to make our marriage work and everything like that. I tried to do the right thing. Um, and wasn't sure what the right thing was at the time. Just the right thing. Yeah. The two exercises we did or the exercise I did for myself was I wrote a letter to myself. Um, two letters what it looks like 10 years from now when I stayed in the familiarity comfort life that I had. I had a husband who made great money, treated me like a freaking queen, did all these things. Like he's so good to me. He's a great man. Um, and then I wrote a letter to myself 10 years from now for me, like leaving and going and living my true life as I still have a hard time saying it sometimes as a lesbian, Cause it turns out like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not bisexual. We even did like, and this is hopping back and forth now. This is a classic podcast with Kat, but we even got my hormones tested. I remember telling you that like, we thought it was autoimmune disease, pregnancy, breastfeeding, got my hormones tested, figuring out why don't I have a sex drive? Why does Kat not have a freaking libido? Uh -huh. Turns out I'm just gay. <laughs> it's there. It's just four different equipment. Exactly. <laughs> there you go, girlfriend. I mean, hey, you know, I can't tell you how amazing it felt to actually feel real, like that attraction, that drive, that like tiger-like-ness. I'm like, I'm not broken. Thank God. Yes, this is something I'm so huge on because you know, for me as a coach, like one of the main things I focus on and I've recently shifted into is like hormones because like, you know, for myself as a coach, I'm big on like gut health and like focusing on like hormone restoration because like who doesn't want to have a bomb fucking sex life like hello and like lacking that especially in a relationship like I can even say like even me obviously being in a hetero like relationship it's like I obviously know like that's still fucking important and like you can't really live I don't want to say you can't live a life without it, it can be a 40 year old version but it's not a fun yeah. one to live like, you know yeah. so yeah it, and it's a part of us and who we are and oh my goodness yeah it's learning to be intuitive and just trust yourself. So I did that exercise and I kind of saw the themes in both letters, um, that life where I lived and, and um, went out and been, was my true self. It was like, yeah, this is going to be hard, but it's like, it's just so hopeful and it was just inspiring. And it was kind of like an eye opening thing. Um, and oh yeah, just 
learning how to trust yourself is so hard. And I, I know I just talked about this on Instagram the other day. First, figuring out what you need and what you want. Learning how to listen to yourself. Just listen to your intuition and your gut, which, you know, I can tell you from experience, like if I'm having a bad gut health day, like if you hang over, <laughs> I'm emotional when I'm hungover. <laughs> my gut, my gut health is so bad. I get anxiety, all this stuff. Um, if you're having a good gut health day, your gut is there to be your second brain and you need to listen to it. And as women, especially young women, and you know, if you're in your early twenties, all that fun stuff, we are told just like, we have low gut because we don't listen to it. We, we've learned that we've been told you're young and you're insecure and you just don't know any better. And you know, you need to do this, that, and the other thing, and then you'll succeed. It's like, but why? I, if you're questioning things, you need to question all of the things and you need to answer those questions. And I learned how to slow my brain waves down with my anxiety through meditation, which is hard as F, but keep doing it. I promise it will help. Um, and really focusing on connecting my energy to the earth. And that's a whole nother thing I can get into, um, another day, but, um, learning how to feel grounded, stable, and really, if you can learn how to tap into the universal energy where you are grounded, stable, and trusting your intuition, the universe can show you and offer you so much more people. You you don't understand how much this universe has to offer you until you can really quiet, not quiet the critic inside you. We never want to quiet that, that voice inside your head, but we want to train it and reprogram it to help us and to affirm like all of our thoughts and our fears and anxieties. Cause your fears and anxieties are totally freaking valid. Feelings are always valid. Damn it. I don't care who, mm. People try to tell me I'm not valid. You can go suck it. I'm not even, I'm not even here for that. No, mm. valid, but learning how to reprogram those thoughts in your head so you can listen to it and they'll be persistent and the universe will show you and all it has to offer you. And it's overwhelming at, at a point. It really is. Yeah. And I think too, like one thing to expand on that as well is like, like you said, kind of just like trusting your gut, like too many times I think we're just told what we quote unquote should be doing and kind of like you said even with like Disney princess movies like we are literally trained like from a very early age even having parents who are you know obviously that's a hetero relationship right like in terms of like having a man and a woman conceive a child like together right and like that alone in itself is just training us from like the get-go I feel like as a child you know and that's one thing is like you said, not necessarily not listening to your feelings, but I think it's also another thing to try. And I definitely want you to try and speak on this if you can, is not like acting on emotion. Cause I know this was one thing for us, like we talked about quite frequently was like letting things sit and not acting on the emotion in and itself. So for you specifically too, babe, with like, I don't want to say necessarily like your realization, cause I don't know exactly like how I would word it to call it. I don't know if you have a better word for kind of like what you would do with coming out for when you were gay, but realistically like for you not acting on emotion like did you have to like sit in those thoughts was there like specific things that you did for yourself that kind of like helped you to just continue to focus on what your inner like voice was saying and what you knew like the universe was giving to you yeah I um sitting in it obviously like that's it's always been your thing and I love when you're like you need to sit in your shit for a while I'm like yes ma'am I will but also it's a scary place to be <laughs> 
Um, I, I, especially having depression and PTSD, PTSD, like, um, my, um, the people I've talked to therapy, all that fun things, they've, you know, once they brought it to the realization in my head that the number one cause of suicide for women, especially my age is PTSD. I became very aware. Um, I, I have had suicidal tendencies when I was younger. Uh, I was raised by a single mom, so I didn't have all that crazy. There was no other man in my life. The, whole, the best man in my life was now my ex-husband. He's still the best man out there. But learning how over the course of my marriage and everything, I just always shut all of it out. You're not depressed. You're, you're not sad. You're just, you're going to get over it. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. I was always told, just, just don't think about it. You'll be fine. Just don't think about it. And when that continues to happen, you become, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, out of, like you, you start to spiral and your emotions become out of control. And I started to think, hey, is this logical? Like I, as a grown ass woman, as a female, I'm going to have emotions and I'm like, you know what? They're not fucking logical, but it's just the way I feel. Like I'm well aware. I have I have moments with my girlfriend all the time. She's like, why are you upset about that? I'm like, well, it's not logical, but it's the way I can feel. Um, and I work with this with my clients a lot too. Like, just understand that your feelings are valid. Where are they st stemming from? Like, if you're upset, if you're depressed, if you're mad, where are they connecting to? Um, what point in your life are they connecting to? And is it logical? And it might not be. Our emotions aren't logical. Thoughts try to be logical, but emotions they're not. And a lot of the time it can be the universe, your energies around you just trying to tell you something. It can be your body trying to tell you something. Um, and I'm like going off on a whole nother tangent about that, but just learning how to sit in it and journaling or speaking it out loud, even if it's just to yourself. Wow. Having, thoughts in your, having thoughts in your head is one thing, but getting them out is another. This is a really scary line to have though, because um, when you start to speak and say things out loud, it affirms them more. So if you're like, I am not worthy, I am not this, I am ugly, you're affirming that to your brain more. Um, and what I end up doing is I ask why. Why am I not worthy? Well, if I can't think of anything, like, well, it's because you're, 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 you can, you're not smart enough. Well, cat, you know that's not right. Like you work your absolute butt off. Well, you're not pretty enough. Oh, bitch, look in the mirror. You're gorgeous as fuck. Like, like <laughs> it's a whole thing. And I was like, I was lucky enough to have my sister. My sister is, she's an ex-marine, all these things. She's a badass bitch. And she does not attach emotion to anything. So if I'm telling her, hey, this is what's going on. I'm having an emotional breakdown, anxiety attack. This is what just happened. She'll be like, Kat, you're fucking psycho. You need to calm down and you were in the wrong, but your feelings are valid, but you were in the wrong. And I'm like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> like, it's good to have those people that will call you out, mm -hmm. but also will affirm you. And, um, you need to be able to open up to people. And, it, you know, it got to a point where I was not telling her things because I was afraid of what she would think. Um, and that's what, yeah, like us women, we're afraid to upset people or to people please and that comes from depression and anxiety and childhood trauma and blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, to go back to your question, sitting in your shit, getting it out, but being hyper aware and mindful of where it could be coming from. We all have goggles on our eyes. 
I look in the mirror and all I see is my pouch. You know, my friend looks at me and says, oh my gosh, you're so skinny. It's like we have these goggles that we need to take off and we need to learn how to meditate and become one with the universal energy because it's trying to give us so much and us critiquing ourselves and tearing ourselves down keeps all of the good things from coming to us. Right. Yeah. And there's something I wanted to kind of expand on there too, Kat. And I definitely want to talk about what we talked about prior to the podcast, because that was very interesting. Um, and I think a lot more people need to hear about it, but mm-hmm. there's one thing I had put on my Instagram story like three days ago, I think it was. And I talked about like, you can affirm shit all you want. Like vocalizing it is so important. We had so many audio messages back and forth. <laughs> like I remember all of our audios. We still have audios all the time, but it's like you can affirm, especially positive self-talk. I think it's amazing. And it's important, right? You can also affirm negative talk, but you want to try and stay positive, right? It's important, like you said, to find the root. Like, why are you affirming that? Because there's something that happened as to the reason why you have to affirm that. And I think getting clarity on that is just like so, so important. And that's, I think, what just opens us up for like curiosity for all different kinds of things, you know, which... I mean, for myself, even I've experienced. Um, now, one thing I kind of want to talk about, which we, we touched on, was the mindset side of things. Because me and Kat were talking about how, you know, when she was working with me, um, we kind of were like, okay, what, what are, what's all this stuff going on with her health? Like, why is her body reacting like this? Like, how are we going to overcome this? And we kind of just came to the conclusion prior to this, which I fully believe in, is that when you actually, like, think you're going to get better and focus on a better healing process, how much better the healing process is for that. So for you, Kat, I mean, obviously we know now, like, yes, we have the autoimmune, you know, everything that was going on there. But like, we also realized that too, like a lot of what was feeding into like you not getting the healing you needed was everything that was kind of going on, you know, with your life and everything. So I want to talk about what we talked about, like prior to the, to the podcast, because I think that's so important to touch on. Um, how do you feel like in regards to like being, you know, where you're at now? Because I know you obviously are in a way better place. You're able to go out and eat things and everything like for you stemming from that belief, like what do you think really did it for you with like the mindset shift? Um, so yeah, that, the, I, we realized, or I realized, we, I've been talking about this with my ex-husband uh, last night, I think. I, I've never taken medications for any of my autoimmune issues. Um, I actually, well, now I don't have health insurance because hashtag divorce, but um, <laughs> between all of that stuff, when I was really working on my anxiety, um, becoming more hyper aware of it, I got to the point where I'm so mindful and being able just to like settle my own self and my own energy um, balancing my auras and chakras and stuff that when I feel a panic attack coming on, I can slow it down and stop it from happening. And it's that anxiety and those, the panic attacks and the depressions is what would trigger my autoimmune issues. Um, I was getting so sick to the point where I couldn't eat. And it was, I, I was living my best life and my truth at the time. I thought like, I was so incredibly happy in my life. Don't get me wrong. But I was also living with this anxiety and severe anxiety to the point where it was making me physically ill. And I'm super empathic, um, very empathic, where I take on people's like pain, their emotional pain. I will have taken on physically. Um, I've connected to people I've, I've never even met before, like through video chat, and I can like I feel their pain. I feel everything. Um, I get nauseous. I, my fingers hurt. My hands hurt. My face has like blown up. Like I've done all the things. Um, and learning how to make that mind to smil- sell, 
connection. Everybody listening, I seriously go watch the documentary on Netflix called Heal. It is the science behind how your brain can connect to the cells in your body and learn how to heal itself. Sounds voodoo witchcraft, but there's the science behind it to prove it. I ain't gonna get into it because that's a whole nother thing. Words probably I can't pronounce, but it's, it's amazing. It's so amazing. And I really truly think that I do have autoimmune markers. They're genetic. My poor kids, they're going to be stuck with it. Luckily they're boys, so they're not as prone to getting it. But that, that mindset to the point where I, I've stepped into this happiness where I trust myself. I don't doubt my decisions. I don't doubt my intuition. And it has made, it's healed my body. I can eat things. I used to just puke just from smelling chicken. And now I can go to fat. I don't condone going to fast food restaurants, but like I can go and eat and not puke or throw up or like, feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. Like I would feel like I got to the point where I was going out on dates and I was not eating because I was afraid that I was feel like crap for the rest of my date and I can't enjoy myself. And I love food. Like I love good food and I make this amazing food for everybody and then I can't eat it. And it turns out it wasn't my autoimmune issues. It wasn't the fact that I have chronic diseases um, when it comes to my physical health. It's they're there and they can definitely be triggered. But it was that mind to body connection of anxiety and just becoming more aware um, and learning how as an empath to disconnect from other people's energies. Because I can still connect to even my ex-husband, my kids, and then I'll like all of a sudden have anxiety attacks and I don't know what's going on. And then I start to realize it's not my pain that I'm feeling. Um, and that's, yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms and learning how to disconnect from other people because especially as women and people pleasers, we want to make sure everybody is happy and that we didn't upset anybody. And it's really good just to be able to disconnect and focus on your own intuition, your own health and your own mental health and make sure that you're being mindful with your thoughts. Um, cause I'll feel it all of a sudden my phone dings and I'm like, gosh, is it another person to yell at me? And then my anxiety, like I'm nauseous, like, <laughs> Right, you write the story ahead of time. I'm so stoked because, like, me and Sam, and I know you know who Sam is. Sam's 100% that bitch. But, like, we're talking, we're talking about, like, the shift in paradigm coming up here with, like, our future podcast episodes, which is, like, women, like, taking over, especially, like, in the entrepreneurial space and just, like, fucking stepping into our powers. Like, honestly, dude, it's, it's a shift in paradigm and it's really, really cool to see. Um, and yeah, I'm just grateful that, like, you stepped into your power, dude. And, like, radically took responsibility for like the life that you wanted to live and also too like empowering other people to do it hello like <laughs> so yeah. many people need it so many people need it you know it's like you know like you said like writing down those two stories like that's such a beautiful exercise and honestly cat too like any resources you have to leave for us like that would be dope we'll put them in the description um yes yeah there's a few podcasts and a few books that every woman i think out there should need to listen to it's just oh and I say listen to because I don't read. I listen to the audiobook. I don't have the attention span to read. I'm freaking same dude, ADHD over here. <laughs> but Kat, tell, tell people where they can find you because they need to go follow you. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, uh, coach.katarina, K-A-T-A-R-I-N-A. -A um, and I mean, I'm on Facebook as well, but uh, I'm to follow DM meetings. I'm stepping, we're making a nice shift in my health coaching and nutrition coaching um, business, which I'm super excited about. So watch out for that. Come follow me and see it. Um, yeah. Yeah, guys, 
like it's so crazy Kat is like stepping into her, her power like as a coach like starting with me like us first starting with her health goals and now she's legitimately like helping other people like focus on directing their energy and like being able to reach their goals through what legitimately needs to happen on the back end not just for the freaking aesthetics yeah what? I can't believe I started health coaching a year ago I took my first client June of last year it's amazing dude it's just great it's just great to see you like shifting like literally the strive for strength podcast like legitimately like turning your struggles into a strength to help other people it's like the most beautiful thing you can do so thank you cat oh my gosh i feel like we need to like do more of these because there's so much information we can share i have so much to share at one point i'm like do i need to do a podcast i'm like who's gonna listen to me rant for a self Definitely y'all go follow Kat, go send her over a DM if you found her through this podcast so she knows what's up with you guys. Um, but Kat, thank you so much for coming on my love. Of course.